Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself Supreet, and this is the NXT review for July 29th, 2020. And I'm joined by Ishan Chauhan. What's up, Ishan? Hi, hello, Supreet. Uh, it, it's fun to join you in this NXT review here. It's it's my first time being on a podcast, and reviewing NXT is going to be surely fun with you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Let's see how it goes. So, so let's start with it. So this week's uh, NXT, uh, we had uh, Yoshirai and Tegan Knox. Uh, they were facing Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Roderick Strong. Keith Lee called out Karen Cross. Uh, Shorty Blackheart, she was facing Mercedes Martinez. And finally, the main event. It was a NXT North American Championship qualifier. Finn Balor versus Dexter Loomis versus Timothy Thatcher, and so much more. But before that, if you are new to this channel, then make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. We here in Slam Up Wrestling cover all pro wrestling related stuff, including including reviews for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and New Japan as well. So before we run through this week's NXT, I wanted to get your thoughts on Keith Lee, uh, who relinquished the North American Championship in just two three weeks. Uh, what did you think about it? Uh, honestly, uh, it was a very smart move by the WWE, I think, uh, because I was always questioning that if Karrion uh, Cross is a possible threat for Keith Lee, then what happens with the North American Championship? Because there is some way you have to take that belt off Keith Lee, and then he goes to feel. With Carrie and for the NXT Championship, but then this was a very smart move that you know uh, the talent should get opportunities. Other talent also should, you know, have a fair opportunity at this, and then he relinquishes it. So I think it will it only adds to Keith Lee's credibility, and he's a face. So him doing something like this is a very kind and noble gesture that will support his gimmick. So I think it was well done. Okay, that was a positive point yeah, you just said, but uh, you want to hear the negative point? Uh, well, of course, the negative here is that we couldn't see more of Keith Lee as double champ for a very long time. You know, when we see uh, when we talk about double champions, we think about them as they having a dominating reign. So, of course, uh, people expected that Keith Lee would, you know, have a dominant reign with both the championships. But uh, I think somewhere. Doing it for only two to three weeks is also uh, a bit of a rush situation that I think the company was put in. The other main point uh, you forgot that um, uh, relinquishing in just two three weeks, uh, they told us that they didn't do they didn't do uh, do this for storyline wise. They only did this uh, just to counter program AEW's big uh, show. So, so all elite wrestling, it's it's always going on. That debate is always going on. That uh, NXT is trying to counter program with Dynamite, but uh, obviously that could be the point. And you can never say never with the kind of booking and uh, the kind of counter programming that goes on with WWE. You know, they their their storylines are based off something that is uh, happening in the media one week ago. So. I question so, the long-term booking here. 
Mm, this was not long term if you think that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into this week's NXT uh, show kicks off uh, with a tag team match. Uh, we were supposed to get Dakota Kai and uh, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai and uh, Tegan Knox. So Dakota Kai attacked Io Shirai during an entrance. Uh, Tegan Knox yeah. and yeah. Candice LeRae they also joined as well. Um, match finally started. Uh, LeRae and Knox uh, began. Uh, LeRae was in control until Knox made the tag to Io. She takes out Kai and was dominating Lare. A little miscommunication leads to Shirai uh, being driven to the barricade by Lare while uh, Knox hit a big boot from uh, Dakota Kai. Uh, back from commercial, the heel team were dominating Knox in the corner. Knox made a comeback with a headbutt to Lare and made the tag to Shirai. Uh, she runs wild. Uh, so the finish of the match saw Shirai taking out Kai with a tope suicida. Uh, Knox with the shiniest wizard on Lare followed by the moonsault by Shirai for the win. This was a decent tag team match here. Of course, this is to build up Kai versus Shirai. Uh, and, there, and there's also a possibility of a feud between Lare and Knox. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think the start to the show with the women, you know, these, these women are really uh, great athletes and it was a very quick start to the show. For a moment, I wondered if it was the proper start to the show, you know, because a uh, quick fire action immediately. And uh, this was a very good match, as you said, you know, the finish was well done. It was protecting Kai because she's going to, they're, they're showing her as a threat to Yushai's reign. So, uh, Candice LeRae takes the pin, but I'm not really a fan of Candice taking a pin after the kind of a character change and the evil side that she's come on with Johnny Gargano. So, ever since that has happened, I think Candice hasn't really had a very uh, good upper hand in sort of things. And today, just for uh, Dakota to keep Dakota protected, I think Candice had to take the fall. Uh, another thing, uh, Dakota Kai was confronted by Rhea Ripley uh, uh, when Kai called herself the number one contender. So, Dakota Kai will be facing Rhea Ripley next week uh, in a number one contenders match. And and we know who is mostly is winning. Dakota, Dakota Kai is mostly winning this match. And that could be the end of Rhea Ripley in NXT. That very well could be the end of Rhea Ripley in NXT. But if you consider that there is nothing that she would do on the main roster as well. Bianca Belair uh, is a great athlete and is a great wrestler. But she's very, very, very less featured on Monday Night Raw ever since her debut after WrestleMania. So if Rhea Ripley is losing this and going to the main roster, I'm really not sure what's in store. But I would really like to see Dakota Kai, you know, winning here and she will win. But Rhea staying down and out, you know, she gets back to the top, I think. But she needs to get back to the drawing board and start from there. I think it should be a redemption story uh, because there's nothing around Rhea right now. There's no buzz and there's no redemption. There's no aggression that I see as such. You talk about the redemption story. Uh, in my case, uh, her winning the NXT Women's, Ch Women's, Women's Championship back is not a redemption story. The only redemption story I can think of is her getting uh, a win against Charlotte Flair. 
Yes, absolutely. That is the biggest uh, redemption story. Probably when Charlotte becomes the women's champion again, and Rhea will beat her. But Charlotte being out for a few months uh, puts that picture out of the prospect. We couldn't have seen this situation if uh, Rhea Ripley had beaten uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania. Absolutely, and I think that would have been a wonderful passing of the torch moment as well. But WWE booking is WWE booking. No logic at all. Yeah, sometimes, not sometimes. I think most of the time. Most of the time. No logic. Yes. So uh, from that, um, uh, they show a, that uh, clip of. The Pat McAfee show where uh, the whole Adam Cole stuff happened. So the whole yeah, intention yeah, of yeah. yes, the whole intention of it was to create some buzz surrounding Adam Cole. We all know that uh, it's time that the undisputed is about to make that jump to the main roster. Or this could, uh, or they could use this storyline to make the undisputed. Uh, the let, let me rephrase that: the undisputed era to stay in NXT a, a bit longer. What do you think? I think uh, this Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, Adam Cole's Pat has been very well done. You know, these two are. Uh, it wasn't expected, and it just happens. And Twitter goes on fire, you know, because Adam Cole has uh, dropped f bombs on Pat and vice versa. So something like this was unexpected, and these two guys have done it well. For people to be invested in it, so I'm really looking forward to how it goes. Is it is it that we're going to see Pat versus Adam Cole? I don't know, but uh, let's see how it goes. You know, it it will be interesting to see because they they touched a very sensitive topic. You know, like Pat belittling Adam over his height and stuff like that. So and then Triple H coming on his show and then saying that you can come over on NXT someday. So and then this video package that we talked about. So I think all of this is a part of uh, something that they've thought. So let's see yeah. if that turns out into a match between Pat and Adam Cole. I don't want to see that personally. I I don't really know Pat McAfee. You know, to be honest, I don't know if he's a wrestler, if he's been in the ring or stuff like that, because it's Adam Cole. Like, When you talk about Adam Cole, you talk about wrestlers like AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and you know Kota Ibushi. That he should be not McAfee. Certainly not after he loses uh, the NXT Championship. Um, speaking about the undisputed era, so Roderick Strong, uh, he was facing Johnny Gargano. So both. Gargano and Strong were part of that triple threat match last week, uh, where Bronson Reed won. Both men were blaming each other for that loss. Thus, we get this match. This went about uh, 13 minutes. The first five minutes was a lot of technical-based offense from both men. Uh, Gargano was targeting the left arm of Strong. At one point, Gargano went for the one final beat. Uh, Strong catches it, and it's a backbreaker. Gargano then counters the Olympic slam into the Gargano escape. Uh, Strong es- uh, escapes uh, with a pin attempt. So finish saw Gargano with the uh, head scissors takedown, sending uh, Strong through the barricade. Strong was then sent into the steel steps. Uh, back in Gargano hits one final beat for the win. 
this was a good match no surprise here if you put two great wrestlers like gargano and strong then uh, you will get a great match and gargano was the rightful winner rightful winner here uh, what did you think about this match i think just like you said you know the first 5 minutes were like absolute technical wrestling at its best you know these guys going after the arm and then some mat wrestling and then you know quick turn of offense the offense was really shifting it was like okay okay like it goes from one beat to another like bam 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 and it's perfectly synchronized it it's like magic seeing such good athletes such pure professional wrestlers just tear it apart it, it wasn't really a show stealer but it was a great match for tv and uh, i think in 13 minutes this is the best that you get i think it was very nice nicely done and a, a, a point that i want to mention here is the fact that i like how morello or tom phillips were mentioning the fact that the undisputed eras ways i have you know gone really downhill and they on backing for revolution and how rock strong was the man who you know completed the prophecy of complete gold uh, of the undisputed era so this back story with what is going on with the undisputed era i think that was something very nice i would then what happens next as we see later on in the show the undisputed era did make an appearance but what's more beyond that so next up uh, timothy tatcher was being interviewed as dexter numes was uh, staring him in the background he did the same thing with pin balor too so let's get to that match in the main event um yeah. next up we had mercedes martinez uh, she was facing shorty blackheart so this was as a result of uh, martinez attacking blackheart and saving robert stone last week uh, martinez also joined uh, the robert stone brand so let's talk about the match uh, this went about 4 minutes uh, blackard did get some offense here and there so turning point of the match was martinez uh, she hit a spider german suplex from the top rope martinez then hit the a red crash for the win and that was it good showing for martinez they also managed to keep uh, blackard strong i think the martinez i think uh, mercedes martinez joining the robert stone brand will bring some legitimacy to this group what do you think i'm certainly i've been a fan of robert stone ever since he's made his first appearance and uh, he was just blossoming with chelsea green i think they should have you know let the robert stone brand be with chelsea green and blossom because you need more depth to what the robert stone brand is you know chelsea green and robert stone were on, on television and then chelsea just left him and then we've seen all of this happen but if there was some more back story to the robert stone brand then uh, it would have been much better but what we've been given right now uh, is also not bad i think mercedes martinez joining the robert stone brand was highly unlikely nobody expected that to happen and uh, i would i would i'm sure that there are many people who think that you know joining a dead r- group like robert stone good for mercedes martinez but i think it could give robert stone the much needed depth that i was talking about his group you know because you've got alia 
who's still a rookie, who's kind of an amateur, who's still learning under the wing. And then you've got somebody as ruthless as Mercedes Martinez. So it's it's something that you can make a good mix out of. But you see, I don't know what the next feud is lined up. Because this thing with Shotzi is not going to last a long time. I think one more week and it will be done. What's next for the Robert Stone brand? Will man where it goes. Um, speaking about Mercedes Martinez, she also has a similar vibe to what uh, Shayna Baszler had in her days in NXT. Uh, and I think yeah, she's... Uh, look calls, so I yeah. And um, I think uh, Martinez is a perfect candidate to beat Yoshirai for the Women's Championship. Well, I think I would uh, disagree here because she's just made her debut. Of course, she's a 18, 19-year-old veteran in the sport. But uh, I think there's some little time before Mercedes Martinez makes the jump and challenges and steps up to Yoshirai. Because I think certainly Dakota Kai is a threat right now. And I think this program with Dakota Kai and Yoshirai wouldn't end with one match. So... I think there's this time till we see Mercedes Martinez get a match. But certainly, if she's a part of the Robert Stone brand, you never know when Robert Stone pulls some string and, you know, gets her a match. Maybe in the next three months. Yes, yes. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, next up, we had... Uh, Keith Lee coming out for a promo segment. Um, he calls out Karrion Cross. He said Cross did a lot of bullshit last week. He says Cross doesn't have the balls to come out and come face to face. Cameron Grimes comes uh, comes out. Uh, he interrupts Keith Lee. He then starts uh, he starts talking trash and said he wants a shot at the NXT title as well. Lee gets mad and tosses Grimes uh, Grimes inside the ring. Then all of a sudden the lights go out. Out comes Scarlett. She was standing on the ramp. Scarlett tried to distract Lee by her presence alone. Grimes tried to take the advantage. He went for his cave-in finisher, but uh, Lee caught him and hit a powerbomb instead. Karen Cross then came on the screen and he starts uh, blaming Keith Lee for the for what he uh, what happened to uh, Dominic Dijakovic last week. Cross then gives two options to Keith Lee: either he gives uh, gives him a shot at the NXT Championship. Or else he will do something unexpected. Lee then says, name the time and place and he will whoop that ass. So this is a guaranteed match for TakeOver 30, even though it's not official yet. Yes, that, you know, cannot just, you know, call ask out for opportunities. And even Keith Lee cannot hand out opportunities like that. You know, that's not... Uh, and opportunities uh, in NXT are given. You have to earn opportunities. So let's see what happens. But I think this is a very certain match for NXT TakeOver 30. Probably we'll see Karrion Cross versus somebody in a namesake number one contenders match where uh, again Karrion Cross shows his dominance. Even William Regal even pointed out that, that Karrion Cross should earn a title opportunity. Yes. So, yeah, you made a fair point there. Let's see if that match happens or not at TakeOver 30. 
Cameron Grimes should be doing something more than this. You know, one Urinagi uh, or whatever cannot take that man out. If he's beat Damien Priest, if he's beat Finn Balor, if he's beat Bronson Reed, then, uh, you know, you have to give him something like that, you know. He's been, I, I know the use for Cameron Grimes, Grimes was to, you know, show Keith Lee, Keith Lee's power, but I think it could have been somebody else because I think Cameron Grimes has a lot of potential and uh, of course he's got that nagging, uh, cunning behavior, but still, I, I just, this is my personal opinion. I think it's a slow process uh, when it comes to Cameron Grimes because there are already guys like Damian Priest, Karrion uh, uh, Cross, uh, who are little ahead of him. So he can, he will, uh, his chance will come. Um, so it, like I said, it's a slow uh, build for Cameron Grimes. So it's not a big deal if you think about it. Yeah, let's see. Uh, next up, we had Imperium. Uh, they were facing Ever Rise. This went about two minutes. They tried to make Ever Rise look like a credible tag team. Imperium uh, in the end got the win by hitting the European power bomb, and that was it. Imperium were gonna have a post-match promo, but out comes the undisputed era. They attack uh, Bartel and Eichner laying them out. So as a result of this, uh, Imperium will be defending the NXT tag team titles against undisputed era next week. I'm very happy to see Kyle O'Reilly back. To be honest, first of all. Yes, in 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 ring action, you know, and also let me tell you, let me give you a very quick fact here that this appearance of Imperium tonight was their first appearance after the 17th June episode of NXT where they defended their newly won NXT Tag Team Championships against uh, Brizango. So this is their first appearance in over a month, and. Uh, People were questioning where the NXT Tag Team Champions are, and here they are. I wanted to talk about the Tag Team Division in general, because it has gone flat ever since uh, teams like the Street Profits, the Viking Raiders, they left NXT. And actually, there are really no solid tag team uh, left in X, uh, NXT, if you exclude uh, tag teams like Imperium and Undisputed Era. Certainly, I think uh, there has been a talent raid. The main roster has raided a lot of talent from NXT. Yeah, so the tag team division of NXT is very flat. If you compare to to its old times, when the tag team division of NXT was thriving, it had uh, tag teams like the Revival, the Ascension. Then you had hashtag DIY of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. So such teams and such good tag team wrestlers the Viking Raiders, you know, now suddenly with the Vikings going and with Street Profits going and Heavy Machinery going, it's it's certainly a void that is still left to fill because it's only Undisputed Era who's been there at the top. We've got Brizango who is a certified tag team and Imperium is just tag team who is wrestling for NXT for the time being, I feel, because they are truly from NXT UK. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's going to be a while since uh, the NXT tag team division goes gets back to that glory days. I certainly don't think so. It will be a while because they've got really, really, they've got a really nice bunch of wrestlers in that locker room. If you see, you know, Indusher lost the push that uh, they were probably going to get, and uh, before. You know this pandemic hit. If you know the grizzled young veterans had made their debut on NXT TV, yes, yes, and they had said that they will be uh, wrestling on NXT for some time now. Mm-hmm. So grizzled young veterans had come, had crossed, you know, borders and come to the US to wrestle down in NXT. But I think the pandemic has got to them, and they have flown back to the UK. I don't know. um also you have a you know very nice uh, you know very good wrestler like mm. shane thorn he's a very good tag team wrestler you know mm. so if shane thorn is paired with somebody you know it could give tag team division the boost it needs with fresh new talent i think shane thorn is teaming someone with someone named brandon wink And technically, he's moved to the main roster, but technically, not, yeah. But even Vanessa Vaughn has been moved to the main roster, but we haven't seen any of her. Oh, don't know. That's I think Vince McMahon forgot uh, that someone like Vanessa Vaughn even works for the company. You you never know because I heard that uh, you know. when uh, wins mcmahon saw ec3 back in impact a few years ago he, you know it was a production meeting and wins mcmahon looked at ec3 uh, and he said to the other guys in the production meeting that you know we should get this guy who is this guy and one of the production guys said that uh, oh this is derek bateman you don't know he was signed to us and then wins was like who's derek bateman i don't know <laughs> yeah that's a common thing when so, it comes to wins Yeah, so he he even did not know that. Uh, I think Luke Gallows was the man who played Festus on screen. Yeah, that's typical Vince McMahon. Yeah. So um, let's get back to NXT. Um, we had a video package for Bronzer Reed. <coughs> Excuse me. He was talking about his background, uh, how he got into wrestling. He said his wife helped it, uh, helped him to uh, get into uh, training. He said he will win the NXT North American Championship at Takeover. He said Shawn Michaels lived the boyhood dream, so he's gonna. So Bronson Reed will live the thick boyhood dream. So Bronson Reed is one of this, uh, one of those guys that has really shown progress, and that's why he's getting a big push. Because uh, once the top guys start leaving NXT, then you can use someone like him uh, to fill in that spot. Yes, Bronson Reed. I think he's done a very good job, and uh, he's improved himself drastically. And he 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 was never bad, to be honest. Ever since he's made his debut, uh, what I like about the current booking of NXT is that they're giving an emphasis on building a new talent. Now, we will come to the triple threat match later on. But if you see, you know, it's Bronson Reed who's already a part of this match. Uh, who's won this uh, qualifier and now he's a part of the ladder match? 
then you've got Dexter Loomis, who's a part of it now. And uh, next week, we've got the triple threat where it's going to be Damien Priest, One Lorcan, and Ridge Holland. So, Ridge Holland is a former rugby player mm-hmm. uh, who's signed to NXT UK. So, he'll be making his debut. So, now we are seeing these new faces. And even though Ridge Holland is a debutant, Damien Priest, uh, if you leave Damien Priest and if you see Damien Priest and One Lorcan getting this opportunity, mm-hmm. so. It's certain that NXT is moving to the time of building new stars and new faces. I think whoever wins that ladder match is going to be unexpected. It's either Damien Priest, the you know, uh, most easy and probable winner we can think of, or it is O'Neill Orton who is winning this next week. But that's what I like, that they're building these new stars. And Bronson Reed, well... Uh, he has to shine out on his own in some way or another because the kind of moves he does in the ring are almost the same and, you know, the way Keith Lee does them. So, he has to stand out on his own. The thick boy needs something more. So, you mentioned Damian Priest. I think uh, he's my pick to win that uh, ladder match and become NXT North American champion because... uh, this past few months, he has been, uh, he has fallen under the radar. And I think this is the right opportunity uh, to capitalize on his momentum and give the title to him. Yes, he's been in NXT for a little while now. And uh, he's certainly done all that he could. You know, he's gone after the NXT North American Championship when Keith Lee was holding it. So, he certainly, you know, eyed that championship for some time and it is, it would seem certain if you see the guys that are there already that uh, Damien Priest gets his uh, long overdue fulfilled. Uh, do you have any uh, other pick that you want to see win as North American title? Well, see, see, as of now, we just know that it's going to be uh, Bronson and Dexter and next week probably One or Damien Priest. I'm not counting Ridge Holland to be the winner because he's making his debut and stuff like that. But you never know. And I've, I've never seen him wrestle. So, let's see how it goes. You know, you never know how it's going to go. But... Uh, so far, looking at these three guys, I think I would love Damien Priest to win it or O'Neill Lorcan to win it. Because O'Neill Lorcan has been my personal favorite for a very long time. The dude has been uh, grinding it on 205 Live. He's been doing a very good job on NXT for years. And uh, the current, see, the tag team division that we were talking about, let me make a point. You had the tag team of the Boston Tea Party. That is O'Neill Orkin and Danny Burch. But for some reason, I think Danny Burch is out of action. Mm-hmm. So, O'Neill Orkin has, uh, you know, somehow sort of developed this rivalry with Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher. And last week, we saw Tim, uh, a very nice, beautiful technical wrestling match uh, mm-hmm. where Timothy Thatcher, you know, got the upper hand with some smart in-ring awareness. So, Oni Lorkin also is a man who deserves this opportunity next week and should and can win. 
um so from that we had uh, isaiah swoff scott versus jake atlas um by the way jake atlas has a annoying theme song <laughs> i think it's a very very generic theme song that he has yeah i didn't like it uh, but so, I, let me tell you it was a very wonderful match it was my favorite match of the night yes yes um so this went about uh, 10 minutes um they started slow but all of a sudden the pace picks up at one point both men uh, were near the corner uh, they go for the test of strength both men then start uh, jump onto the middle rope atlas then picks up uh, scott hits a spinning death valley driver which looked good so atlas followed it up uh, for a quick near fall so finish saw atlas going for the cartwheel ddt Scott denies it, uh, sends Atlas to the Atlas to the outside. A super kick, and Atlas was stuck in the ropes. Scott then hit the house call, followed by the JML driver, and that was it. Like you said, it was a very fun match. Uh, Scott has already already made his intentions for a cruiserweight uh, championship match, and we could possibly see this at Takeover. What do you think? Yes, and we could see a show-stealing match. I think Santos Escobar is a great, great wrestler, and Isaiah so Swafskov is uh, is on a, another level as well. You know, this match tonight, especially Atlas and Swafskov that they brought in, it was something that I wasn't really looking forward to. Like I, I didn't know that it was going to take place on NXT. It was really a sleeper. but when it actually happened it was something that was uh, next level it was exciting it was quick and it had that you know a uh, friendly friendly rivalry kind of a feel to it also the back story and the play by play commentary by moro nalo just adds up to how great the in-ring action can be you know the back story how drake maverick is down and out and jake atlas who is a very good friend of Drake Maverick is looking forward to win this match and probably go on you know so it was nicely done and with scott coming on top in spite of taking so much damage i think uh, when these guys went on the second rope and jake atlas hit that wonderful you know uh, death valley driver from the second rope i thought it was done and the match was over but you know swerve did you come out on uh, so let's get to the main event then yes certainly yes uh, we had in north american championship qualifier match uh, dexter lumis versus timothy thatcher versus pen baller uh, this went about 12 minutes so match begins with uh, thatcher and baller fighting while lumis was just standing there the fight uh, went to the outside Lumis uh, hits a dive, but thanks to camera cuts, it was made to look like that he landed on his feet. So mostly it was uh, Thatcher and Balor uh, fighting out while Lumis was outside. Thatcher was targeting the injured legs of both Lumis and Balor. So Finish saw Thatcher and Balor in the no. Uh, let me rephrase that. Uh, Thatcher had uh, Balor in the ankle lock. Uh, Dexter Lumis, like he was a house lizard or something, catching a cockroach. he crawls in looks at tatcher and locks in the uh, that arm triangle choke on tatcher tatcher passes out and that was it this was a okay match i loved the finish 
Loomis was the right choice to win here because uh, he can do some stuff in the ladder match. On the other hand, you can have uh, Thatcher and Balor in a singles match at Takeover. Uh, what did you think about this match? Uh, well, to be honest, I, I was looking forward for you know somebody like Timothy Thatcher or Finn Balor going over in this match uh, because I'm really not uh, you know happy with the kind of booking Finn Balor has been uh, ever since he's come back to NXT. You know, it's not like it's been a, a, a kind of a booking with him where he's been ignored. You know. I feel that he deserves more, and I was looking forward to him going on and winning uh, this match and going to the ladder match for the NXT North American Championship because that is something he has not done in NXT, and that makes sense, you know. Or Timothy Thatcher, for that matter, you know. But then again, Dexter Loomis, uh, there's there's some sort of uh, love, I think, that uh, somebody. In the creative team has for Dexter Loomis. Uh, I want to know more about the guy. He's of course he's spooky and he can raise a few eyebrows, but I want to know more why he's like that. Like you know about the Undertaker, why the Undertaker is the Undertaker, or how Kane was born and stuff like that. You know the backstory. You should know why Dexter Loomis is like that. I think that would really solidify his uh, character. Yeah, he also has that uh, 90s Undertaker vibe. <laughs> Nobody's got the Undertaker vibe. No, uh, I was referencing to that uh, when uh, during the early 90s, Undertaker used to walk to the ring very slow. Uh, his in-ring style was well, little methodical. Uh, Dexter Loomis also is uh, doing the Dexter same thing. Dexter Loomis is, I think, a mixture of Goldust and Undertaker. Yeah, you can you can say that. But uh, overall, the uh, the Dexter Loomis character is great. Yes, I like him. But as I said, I want more story. I want to know more about him. You know, why is Dexter Loomis Dexter Loomis? Mm, I think I also think that uh, it is time that uh, we need. More context to the Dexter Loomis character. Yeah, I think we were going to a Killian Dane versus Dexter Loomis rivalry, but Loomis is going to the ladder match. I don't know what's happening with Balor. I don't know what's happening with Thatcher. If they are going one on one, it's going to be a good match, but there should be a story. You cannot possibly have random matches, exhibition matches every week. I think. I think the current uh, character for Finn Balor is that he is the locker room leader of uh, NXT, and he also uses uh, uh, some non-wrestling terms. Like you know, I'm saying, non-wrestling terms means uh, out of the kayfabe. You know, I will bury this guy. He will get the Finn rub. You get my point? Yeah. So that's the character of uh, Finn Balor right now, and when it comes to his booking. Uh, I liked his uh, booking personally because he looks more like a legit guy compared to what he was in the main roster, and I think this pandemic screwed uh, future plans for Finn Balor. I think the main plan was uh, to him to have a NXT UK Championship match with Walter, and who knows? At this point, we are we could have had uh, him being the NXT UK champion. 
Also, this is also a very interesting point. Now that you remind me of the original plan uh, for uh, NXT take NXT UK takeover Dublin was uh, Walter versus Finn Balor. Yes. So uh, and now that uh, Dexter Loomis has won this, if we see a Timothy Thatcher and Finn Balor feud, then I think that feud should play out for a couple weeks. And uh, then it should play out to the fact that, you know, like outside of WWE, Timothy, uh, Timothy Thatcher and Walter have been close associates, if you know. Mm, yes, yes. So it would be really, really great if WWE capitalizes on this and probably, you know, uh, keeps this feud with Timothy Thatcher and Finn Balor and then uh, Balor wins this eventual feud and then it's Walter who attacks him. Probably once the travel ban is lifted. Yeah, that um, they can do. Uh, resuming his rivalry with uh, Walter Balor versus Walter again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they can do something for uh, long-term story uh, storytelling. I've been dying to see some long-term storytelling in WWE for quite some time now. May maybe the main roster or maybe NXT. It's just something that you don't see very very often you uh, they can do long term storytelling in nxt but they can't do uh, the, the same thing on main roster because the main roster is uh, they have uh, 12 pay-per-views uh, every uh, for a uh, calendar year every month a pay-per-view so right. you can't really do long term booking uh, in that scenario this uh, long term storytelling can work in places like uh, NXT, AEW, New Japan, they can do that uh, very, um, they can do it. It fits them perfectly because they only do, uh, especially I'm talking about AEW and NXT, they only have uh, uh, four pay-per-views, five pay-per-views a calendar year. So it works them, works great for them. Right. You made a very valid point here. You know, money matters, ticket sales, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that was NXT. Very yeah, decent that was NXT. It was a very decent show. I, I like the way that it was uh, It was completely paced, you know. It wasn't like a boring promo that was opening the show and blah, 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 blah. It was straight on action with the women. It was some good action with the NXT Women's Championship. A women's champion making an appearance with a very good flow. A very good qualifying match to end the night. Really, not a match of the night, but it was a good, decent match with a new winner. They're keeping up with this new generation of NXT talent, uh, probably going for the NXT North American Championship. So we saw Dexter Loomis winning it, and we saw other rivalries also progressing. So I think overall it was a nicely done show for me. I would certainly go with eight out of ten if I have to rate it. What what are you giving NXT? I give Give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, if I call this a decent show, then I will give it a 7. Uh, and um, speaking about the build uh, to take over 30, at this time they are mainly focusing on the North American Championship match and that possible uh, uh, NXT title match between Keith Lee and Karrion Gross. And I hope that other matches are built equally as well. 
I think the build for the women's championship will start next week, considering that we've got the number one contenders match with Rhea Ripley taking on yes, Dakota yes. Kai. That is yes. going to be one uh, exciting match. Also, I don't know why uh, there's no Raquel Gonzalez with uh, Dakota Kai these days. So she's got to fend for herself against a very dominant and uh, focused Rhea Ripley. I think David uh, Abbey has uh, told her to stay home because of medical reason or something. Alright, alright. So, if she is unhealthy, we wish her a speedy recovery. We hope to see her back on TV soon. So, uh, before we go, uh, where can these guys find you? Well, these guys can certainly find me on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook on the name Ishan Vishwanath. On Instagram, you can type in Ishan Vishwanath or my Instagram ID is Isarlai, that is I-S-A-R-L-A triple Y. So you can catch me up there or every week on Spotify, on Anchor with Supreet's Slam Hub Wrestling. Uh, you can find Slam Up Wrestling on Twitter at Slam Up W, Instagram at Slam Up Wrestling. Our podcast and reviews are mainly audio based. And if you don't want your YouTube app running for that, then you can catch Slam Up Wrestling on Anchor and Spotify as well. So, this was the NXT review, and we'll see you guys next time.